Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello everybody, we are back and it is the long run, the long run live cast. Here we are on um, YouTube and hopefully Facebook. We've got a bit of a different situation this week because Toby, our tech guru, is, um, well, he's got a good job or something. I don't know. Right? Yeah, he's you know, got, he's got a, he's, apparently he's got work or something. We'll come on to Toby in a minute. But yeah, apparently he's got, he's got a job. Whatever yeah, that means. so he's... Um, yeah, he's off doing other stuff on a Friday night. What he'd want to be doing other than that, listening and chatting with us on the Friday night at seven o'clock, I don't know. But the good news is that um, we've put a substitute board up and uh, we've alerted the fourth official. And um, Chris is back after his party shenanigans last week. I I am back after after spending a wonderful weekend uh, with my daughter on her birthday. But uh, Friday night, I was out with 10 10-year-olds. I felt sorry for everybody else in the restaurant because they caused mayhem. But I tell you what, got to give a big shout out. Hashtag not paid. Smoke shed in Hoddesdon. Unbelievable food. Unbelievable. Therefore, we need we need a long run um, team meeting down at the smoke shed in Hoddesdon. Can't Ooh, recommend that's it. Good. That's going to be about two or three miles from my new gaff once I've moved. So uh, yeah, there we go. We so there we go. No, I'm quite surprised you didn't drag them all to McDonald's, mate. No, it was. Uh, you know what? It's really, really good. It was really. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not just saying that. It was. It was blinding food. Um, See, you don't really, just get, really you, you don't just get running advice on here. You get great, great pointers about restaurants in the east Har- east of Hertfordshire. You know, you come to the right shop. We just tick so many boxes. But um, yeah, so Chris is. What this means is Chris is not only being the most forthright, um, opinionated influencer <laughs> in the running game, but he'll also be. Uh, our technical guru this evening. So, um, yeah, basically, if you're not, if your messages are not coming up, or people are ignoring you, or we disappear off Facebook like we did the other week, yeah, it's, it's nothing to do with me. I don't know. I basically got all the Toby's toys here that I'm just working. Well, I'm not working out. I'm just having a look at what the hell I'm doing. Um, and if it crashes at one point, we blame Toby. And actually, um, we need to because we are a bit concerned. Um, we got sent this through from Richard Head earlier because he was concerned about our, but he's actually emailed this in. He's been very kind of Richard and he's put this up. So if you could share this, I'm just going to, on the podcast, obviously it's not going to work. Um, we'll mm. describe it in a minute, but Richard Head sent this through <coughs> for us. Um, so if anybody on Facebook could, could grab that and share it on their Instagram, it's uh, it's a picture of Toby who used to work here on the podcast um, that he's missing. Uh, last seen in the portaloo. And the reward, which I think is a lot of money for Toby, is 50p. Richard Head is I mean, willing if anybody to... anybody wants to cut up any more, feel free. <clears throat> yeah, he's willing to give 50p if you find young Toby who's in the portal. And actually, while we're, um, while we're throwing stuff up, let's have a look at this. This is a question of the cast. So everybody who is on YouTube and Facebook tonight, because we are live on Facebook, I want you to have a look at this picture. And then I want you to guess how many cakes... Vegan Allen actually ate. Now, that's dessert uh, last weekend. There is, um, 
I'll give you a, what's the best way? I'll give you a tip. It's more than one and it's less than 10. But it was quite a quite a few. Now, for people on the podcast, I put a picture up of Alan looking very dapper. That's with, a nice whistle, uh, Al. Thank you. Is that yeah, two I've got plates one. or four plates? I can't see. Do, do I have a right reply? No, you can't. Um, there is so a reason. Let us know in the comments, and if you're if you're watching or are listening on the podcast, email us at Wilco. What is it? It's what is it? <laughs> I don't know. Hang on, Tobe's got a thing. It's long run show at long run show at gmail dot com. Someone posted yeah, it. Oh, long Alan's here, show. by the way, everybody. Sorry about this, Al. You know, we're just we're not sort of like hiding you under the stairs or anything and just bringing you out for special occasions. You know, we do see you as an integral part of the operation. Right. I'm, I'm looking at my strategy feel... scores. I'm doing well. I've got some eights and sevens and nines, so I'm doing all right. Yeah, so... that. yeah someone's gone four, though. Room for improvement there, mate. Yeah, yeah, that must be Craig. Defo, yeah, we've got a 9.5. He reckons it was vegan-friendly or something, but... Again, I'm not going to let this go because I've got to respond. I think everyone should have a right to reply. Two things. It may <laughs> look like all the plates were stacked up, but I was just helping the waitresses get ready to clear. Yeah. And secondly, my yeah. mains was basically a cold plate of rice. So I had to find my carbs somewhere. Really? So mm. there you go. That's how it happened. I mean, that's, so Chris, that's you took him out and gave him a cold plate of rice. That's a, that's a good blag. I mean, to be fair, that is a good black. But all I would say is it, it was more than four. And they're Hashtag, all vegan. Because I actually eat Chris's. Because he was served a vegan one. <laughs> actually, they try to give it to me. I make yeah. you laugh. They try to give it to me. I've never eaten something so disgusting in all my life. It was it was disgusting. It was, anyway, it was good. But we're not here to talk about vegan cakes. We are here to work out how many cakes Alan did eat and where Toby is. But we are here to talk about a bit of running, believe it or yeah. not. So, how's your week been then, mate? You did a bit of Royal Parks action the week after your marathon. How'd that go? I, well, I need to talk about Royal Parks and everybody sit down. And actually, while we're on the question, um, stick in the comments, stick in the chats, email us in at the email that Wilco can't remember. We want your feedback on the Royal Parks half marathon, um, Manchester marathon. Very interested to know what you how you got on there um, and how you found that um, and some of the other events last week. So, can you stick it in there? And let us know what you um, found and how you got on. We know Petra got a PB, so well done, Petra. Big shout yeah, out. Yeah, smashed it. She's showing us all up again, making us all look crap. Yeah, but PB, uh, PB Petra, yep, she's done well. But, yeah, this week I've actually um, taken my foot right off the gas this week. Uh, still not feeling very uh, – uh, not 100%. Um, so I ran at club Tuesday, ran at club Wednesday, and I actually have not ran since deliberately trying to um manage uh, what i'm going through so where i can just uh, just taking my foot off after uh royal parks i did that um which was <laughs> yeah, well let's just put this into perspective right firstly i had a great time at royal parks because i ran with hayden um who we've had on the channel big shout out to hayden um, not in the panda suit no not in the panda suit this time uh i was cruising around about mile one or two and um he came along, which was just great. And I and I had the pleasure of spending the rest of the morning with him. And I saw a load of other 40 runners out there. And most importantly, all our volunteers at the end was just fantastic to see all that. So that was the, you know, the highlight of the day, spending the time with, with Hayden and seeing the guys. But this business from Royal Parks about being COVID secure, baggage drop, and all this sort of stuff. I've never, never heard so much nonsense and seen so much contradiction in all my life. The vlog is out on Sunday, which is a good plug, by the way. Hashtag plug. Um, but it is chaos. It was chaos there. It was like, it was just people everywhere. It was madness. And they were they held you all in pens. They got you doing these massive warm-ups like it was the Great North Run. They held you there for so long. Uh, and you was like... You know, like it used to be, which I ain't got a problem with, right? But, you know, you've got a geezer next to you who's going up and down doing his warm-up and you've got people kicking you behind because they're that close. And they held you and then they kept moving you forward. Then they'd hold you again for 15 minutes. And the geezer on, on the microphone was talking absolute nonsense about Royal Bank of Canada like we care. Just send people off and, and let's reduce the risk of COVID. I've never seen such a load of hypocrisy in my life, the fact that they wouldn't let us do a bag drop because they're worried about COVID and touch points. And then they held us all in the pens for about three days. 
and had no cares about, you know, checking people or worrying about this. You know, it was just complete and utter madness. I've never it really annoyed me because of the the the, the pain in the bum. They made it with no bag drop because of, they reckon because of covid. And it was, so was, it the problem, was the main problem then? So was the main problem the fact that not the way that people were held in pens was that, but the fact that they'd made such a song and dance about the restrictions and things like that, and then they, everything just sort of like went out the window as soon as people got there. Yeah, it was it was the same old thing. They 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 do it, and the route right. They changed the route. I don't know why that was. It we it took us seven k or four odd miles to get into Hyde Park, and then all we did was just do a park run around Hyde Park. It was. I don't know. I, it really it irritated me more for the people who'd been put out by the bag drop, and uh, two because of the um, if it was your first one, I don't think you'd actually get the full Royal Parks experience because it's such a good event when it does take place, right? Um, that it was just yeah, it was just it was just such a shame that they that they gone through these steps, but actually. When they got there, it was, it was so disregarded of COVID. I'm not taking anything. I really enjoyed the event, and I know other people really enjoyed it. But I just it annoys me when I see that these events are trying to do all this stuff, and and actually when you go to the event, they they totally disregard it all. And I think it's 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 not on to be honest. And it was I, I watch the video on Sunday. You'll see what I mean. Oh, and that was the other thing. They had all the cock up with the t-shirts at the end. Ow, talk about that because. I mean, Carolyn was on duty, wasn't she? It, I'm on mute. I'm not on mute. Hey. So I, I didn't run Royal Parks. So I'd um, been spending the morning at the home of football, running laps around the Emirates, but that's another story. It's not the um, home of football. It is the home of football. It's one of the homes of football anyway. Um, <laughs> but I, I got there towards um, the end of the race, um, just as they were beginning to uh, you know, close things down. And there'd been an issue with T-shirts. So, um, great T-shirt. I think it looks fantastic, the design. But uh, in this day and age where you know, political correctness comes into play, there was a male version and a female version. And those of us that have kind of made that mistake know they tend to be a different cut, a V-neck, slightly uh, narrower fit. Um, but it was a decision from the organisers at the last minute, apparently, to then not enforce a male-female T-shirt split. In itself, not an issue, except for they run out of the larger T-shirts. So if you was a larger male or a larger female coming over the line, you know, a bit behind everyone else, you didn't have much choice. So there was a, a few disappointed runners, to say the least, and it left the volunteers in a difficult situation yeah. because they couldn't explain why, you know, when there's a pile of T-shirts, not the right size, why... People didn't wasn't going home with uh, less. Yeah, it always it always falls upon the people front of the house, doesn't it? That's yeah. the trouble with these sort of things that yeah. there's someone giving up their time, who's you know trying to enjoy the best and do the best that they can for people, and then uh, they're in the firing line. I mean, I've been in that situation before at other runs. I've uh, the second half I did with St Albans, and um, you know I'm no Slim Jim 2021, and um, by the time I'd finished, they'd also they'd also had a 5k and a 10k that day, and they were giving out t-shirts to everybody. And by the time I got there, there's no extra larges left. So that was yeah. a bit of a – which, I mean, fortunately, you know, I've gone on and done lots of runs since. But if that had been my first one and my first experience, then I might have thought, well, this is not what I signed up for. I'm not really interested in doing this again. It's not so great. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a shame, really, that – I mean, that, that was, obviously getting the run on is the most essential thing. And like you said, Chris, you know, there was a good turnout and people did enjoy themselves. But mm. – They've got to look after these little things and they've also not got to make a – they've got to do less of a song and dance to to um, please authorities and insurance people and things like that and just tell people what's going on and what they can expect. Yeah. I think just, yeah, no, people I, don't like – people, the way that um, – the way the world has been in the last 18 yeah. months, people have put up with all sorts of restrictions and things yeah. like that and they're and, – Frankly, they tend to be compliant when they know what's going on and they know why people are doing it. So if you tell yeah. people that and then you stick to it, then people That's will funny. know. It's when things go out of the window that and people aren't on message. That's when people get upset and people get ill and people get uncomfortable. Yeah. So hopefully 
we'll soon get through the stage where we don't have to worry about this sort of thing too much. Yeah, too exactly. Often. I mean, yeah, I mean, again, right. I'm not here to hammer the, the, the um, organizers and I appreciate that they had to get the event on. And the most important thing is a load of charities, again, like the great North run made money out of it. They got so much needed funds, unrestricted funds that they can use um, into their services. Right. And that's really, really, really important. Don't, don't you know? Take anything for what I'm saying is that I'm having a go at the uh, the race itself and what it stands for, and I'm appreciative. But it just annoys me when when I see the contradictions in place. You know, there's, there was no body even making an effort to test anybody. There were, and, and and the fact that they literally just held you in these pens for so long before you needed to. And London Marathon, right? And we know how much I love London Marathon events as as a company, but they nailed it at the London Marathon. They opened the wave and you just walked out and off you went. It was brilliant. And why the Royal Parks decided to do a mass warm-up and then hold everybody and then move them down to the mall for, you know, we had to walk about three miles to get to the start and then hold everybody again for 15 minutes. It absolutely made no sense. I think think, we've got to the stage now with, I mean, now, you know, looking since the post-COVID, all the big races that have happened have happened. We've had the Great North Run. We've had the Landmarks. We had, um, you know, the London Marathon and various other things. You would have thought that people would get together and see how organisations are doing. And by now, we would have a best fit system. Somebody would have cottoned on to the the way to do it. And then they just do the same thing all the time, which would be helpful not only for the people not, it'd be helpful for the organisers, it'd be helpful for the volunteers who have to administer it, and it'd be helpful for the people who are running. So yeah. everybody knows where they are. Yeah, we've got to give a shout-out to um, Fletch and the team for this weekend because they've got the Great South Run. Oh, yes. Uh, take Ten miles now, around if Pompey. Isn't if it? I remember rightly, um, that is – is it 10 miles or something like that? I think that? it is 10, yeah. It's a funny old one, isn't it? So, um, yeah, so just uh, this weekend, I hope everybody uh, stays safe and enjoys that. Right, Al, we've got any questions? Let's kick things off. Yeah, well, we've, we've had uh, a few comments in already about the, uh, the two big runs over the weekend. So, Gavin Braden was at Royal Parks, like you. I think you found the start a little bit um, frustrating. That's not the words mm-hmm. he used. But he did say, you know, big up for the crowd and coming all the way over from Belfast he certainly thought it was uh, uh, an event worth attending once you got over that start line. Um, Manchester, some lovely comments coming in from from people that run Manchester. Even Karen, I think. I think it's you, Karen. Mile 14, your knees went. think that might be Karen, our friend Stella. But we've got a question in from one of our YouTubers, Barside. Um, he doesn't say which marathon. Didn't go quite so well in September, but he's looking for redemption in April. So how is he going to stay motivated for that length of time, you know, in terms of working up a new training plan and finding the motivation to go out in the cold? What other tips you got for him, Chris? Uh, how is the best thing to keep going, Brighton? Brighton went to go so well, but he's coming for Manchester in April. Okay, so he's, I take it the plan starts in January, I'm guessing, for Manchester, does it? I'll tell you how the timings. Be, that would sound about right. Yeah, April. Yeah, personally, I would um, I would set yourself a goal. So whether it be a five k PB you're looking to smash, or maybe a ten k, give yourself a mini goal to start chasing. Um, work on some of that speed as well, because that set you up ready for when your training plan begins. But I would I would set yourself a mini goal between now and when your training plan starts. And the best way is to chase the time. And, and you know whether it be part run, whether it be. 10k sign up for a 10k i'm signed up to do the remembrance one i don't know whether i'll actually be able to do it now but um the plan was was for me to run that and try and and chase the time there was a chap called toby who used to uh, help us out on the podcast apparently he was going to do that as well um but yeah so give yourself a goal uh one to get you motivated um but also more importantly anything else give you some focus in your training because otherwise you can end up just making sort of not great use of your time. You just sort of plod along, same pace, same run, same routes, and it's all... And what have we had now? Is it four weeks we've had since Brighton? It's about a month, isn't it? Yeah, it's Brighton. Yeah, I mean, that's... You know, I would would think, you know, from a mental perspective, you know, that's... You know, you've probably had enough time to digest about what didn't quite work for you, what did. Have a little think about 
what you might like to change and how you might be able to rectify stuff and just, yeah, don't sit about and just get out there and do a bit. I think just tick along until Christmas and see how it goes. Yeah, I think just to get build up a little body, just try and enjoy your running and not worry about what's gone on before because you can't do anything about it now, but you just try and learn from the experience. No, oh, 100%. And that's the thing with marathons, right? I'm still learning now. I don't count myself as a, as a particularly strong marathon runner at all, actually. I think you learn so much over that 26.2 miles about yourself, about where you are, where your training went wrong, because it shows up. Like, as I said, you know, I knew at 20 miles that I, I hadn't done the training. Actually, I haven't said this because I haven't been on the show last week. But, you know, at 20 miles, the reason I backed out there is because those four weeks that I effectively missed through, you know, the problems I had, that's, that's where that shows up because I didn't have that conditioning and that speed and that stamina built in that I lost over those critical four four weeks is where it shows up if you're going for a time. So, you know, if you're going to finish, then fine, don't worry about it. But, you know, that, and that's the thing. And I learned that. And, I, and, I, and I, the only reason I knew that that was going to be the case is because I'd done some in the past. And that's the thing. It's a learning process, marathons. It's a real hard, hard um, event to crack, right? Marathon, people, you know, I, I've had clients this week talking about, you know, I, I didn't do this and I'm worried about this and I didn't get there. And, you know, I had one chap, one client of mine is in the um uh, not so when he a uh, chap who I was helping was in the US and he and he missed his PB by I don't know six or seven minutes and I went what are you worried about I mean it is what it is I mean don't don't hark on the fact you know it's still a long way and you were six minutes out that's incredible you know that is take the positives out of what you achieved um, and then you know use all that information and that you know that memory to make you better and make you stronger for next time. You know, I, I think we do get, as one has caught up a lot about times and chasing PBs and chasing certain things. And sometimes it's the right time to go for it. And other times it's not. So you, you, you do learn a lot from these things, I, I would say. Yeah, well, best of luck, mate. Anyway, you know, you can, uh, well, I'm sure you'll bounce back. You're like, well, you chased a three hour, 30 minutes. So you are you, you obviously a, uh, a decent runner of a good stand, and I'm sure you've learned from your experience and you'll be able to bounce back pretty swiftly. Now, there were some funny old things going on at Manchester this week, weren't there? Oh, yeah, there was, there, um, there was a chap who jumped or helped. What was the story there? Yeah, um, I like this one. Now, this is a proper good news story, this was. There was a poor yeah, guy who, um, Hasim Ahmed, who's a um, who's a blind runner. Um, his, um, his guide... Had blisters and cramp at the 18 miles, and um, so he couldn't carry on. So, of course, this poor guy, you know, he's a he's a very good runner. He's a um, he's done Ironman and all sorts of things, but he's stuck in the middle of Manchester. But no, so he stood there for about f- a couple of minutes, thinking, "What am I going to do?" And then he just said, "I know what I'll do. I'll just ask the next bloke who comes along." And he asked this guy from Let, who turned out to be from uh, a guy called uh, Stuart Whitehouse. And fair play to Stuart, he says. Yeah, no problem, mate. I'll take you. And he's story <laughs> man for the last eight miles. Amazing, isn't it? What and a legend. Lovely. What a legend. That's what we and like. And That's... they said, you know, they made sort of friends for life for that eight miles. That just says so much about the sort of people yeah, who are involved that, in the running community. That, yeah, I think that sums up the running community in general, actually. there's You've obviously got your exceptions to the role. We, we, I've spoke about them in the past where they're all like elitists and up their own rear ends and they don't want, you know, they want you sitting at the back because you're too slow. But then... 99% of runners out there are just incredible people raising money for charity and doing stuff like that, you know. And as you say, those guys are going to have a bond forever. And it's like um, it's like uh, uh, Sabrina and Claire, for example, where they ran London. Mm. They're always going to remember that. And it's, you know, they're the sort of things that you that you don't take away because, again, like I said earlier, a marathon is a long, it's a long bleeding way, people. It's a mm. massive achievement. Uh, and, and that's just, um, yeah, that's just a great story. Yeah, and having my journalistic hat on, I did detect a, what I thought was a rather tall story about the Manchester Marathon, that the guy who turned up too late to run the half marathon, so they let him run the marathon instead. Did you see that? No, I, saw, I did see that, yeah. But I, oh, talking about stories, and it, it's one that's caused a little bit of egg, I know, in the Facebook group. And if you're not part of the Facebook running community, if you're watching on YouTube, then make sure you join that good plug, Fordy. Um is uh, I love this by the way, Ben Notley. I came here to see Toby, and I'm very disappointed. Ben, sorry, can Ben. You do me a favour. No refund, mate. Can you share this online? 
because we're, we're worried about him. Um, sorry, uh, podcast listeners, I've just put up the missing program again. But yeah, there was that story about those two cheating um, people from uh, the husband and wife, wasn't it, that caused a lot yeah. of anger? It got caught, and they'd never got caught if they hadn't got their picture, if they hadn't run together and had their picture next to each other. I mean, if you're going to cheat, right, and I'm, I'm not saying you should <laughs> at all, and I condone what they do a million percent. They're a couple of idiots. But if you're going to cheat, why why, why do it so obviously <laughs> and then get your picture taken? You've got, you've got to be nuts, haven't you? Mm. Well, there's the controversy. Some of us have run week after week, month after month, never get a decent shot. The one week you cheat, you're all over. Yeah, it. you're all over. Oh, yeah, it would have been me. Yeah, it would have been the best running picture I've ever had. Actually, they're talking about running pictures because I'm really annoyed about this shock. I went on to get my marathon photos because I got a wicked. I got some proper airtime with my marathon shot. Um, I did a a club. It's not comparison to a Stu Edwards or a, um, a Hell's Bells. But I did my best effort and I got some proper air. I went on to buy it and I basically then had to ring up the Halifax and remortgage. It was outrageous how much. And even Royal Parks, it was like 23 quid or 24 quid for a picture. Now, I know the, the, the photographers have got oh, Sorry, for one picture. Yeah. Now I, And it's a download. Now, I appreciate that the photographers have got to make some money, right? And they've been out of work, blah, 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 COVID. <clears throat> I, I accept that. Freelance. They were one of the people who got absolutely killed during COVID, right? But to turn around and say, if all it, it, it's a score to download this picture, I think is, is again, is a liberty. On the basis that you go for an amazing event, like a run-through event, which is 25 quid or whatever it is in London, and they give you them for free. Mm. So a big, a big event that is raising millions for charity, right, and even London Marathon events, I go back to my point, how much money London Marathon events made out of the virtual ma- London Marathon, right? 50,000 people, about four quid a medal. You do the maths, you know, 25 quid entry. And they still charge you for the photos. I think if you're a charity runner, right, at London Marathon or Royal Parks, you should be giving your pictures for free. That's my that's opinion. completely reasonable. Yeah. I think that's, that's above and beyond the London Marathon Events Trust or whatever charitable trust has got must have billions from the amount of money they made from everyone. Why not give everybody their picture or one picture for free? Why not? And also, you know, when I'm, um, I mean, charities have obviously had a very hard time and they need support and everything. But the charities, if you're running in a charity vest, the charities will use the, the pictures of you in sort of promotional. Absolutely. We do. We do like the charity. We, yeah, we take the pictures and we use them for, for social media purposes, for newsletters, for essential, you know, marketing purposes to get the message out there that these incredible people are going out of their way to raise money for us as a charity. And and, and they've got to pay 25 quid for a photo or whatever mm-hmm. London was, was like 60 quid for all of them. Mm-hmm. They can do one. Honestly, so, what, so when um, so when you use them uh, transitions, when you use them on your social and all that sort of thing, do you pay for them? No, we get su- we get supplied by <laughs> um, like the runners. So, for example, the, the amazing Claire and Paula who ran London, they gave us a photo each, which was just amazing. oh, I see. So you get them from the, you don't get them from the organizer or the photographer. You get them directly from the runner. No, because we can't afford to send a photographer to London for a day. No, I mean, no, some no. of the bigger charities, right? Like Royal Parks, they had volunteers who were taking pictures. So let's say you're a big charity that you know you're 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 funded but part funded probably by the government. You got twenty percent. So you know, COVID didn't necessarily hit you as much because you were still getting money from the government. Thanks very much. It's the smaller charities that get absolutely robbed blindness uh, by this sort of stuff. The bigger charities are, are, are still supported by the government, so they're still able to keep you know to keep the uh, lights on effectively. I'm not getting mm. don't get me wrong. They they still suffered right, but. They have photographers. So when we was going around, like the big charities, uh, Alzheimer's, Whiz Kids, and all that, they had a volunteer taking pictures. So they would then use them to use that for promotional material, which is great. Mm-hmm. But I still think my personal opinion is, is that one, they should be included in your race fee because you think how much Royal Parks is to, to enter that. I think it's just a liberty in itself and you get a wooden medal. Um, and two, if you're running for a charity, I think, Royal Parks, London Marathon events, and any of these other money-grabbing events should should give the charity runners a, a, at least one free picture. 
Yeah, and, and the people who take the, phot- the photographs, they should get a flat fee and, um, you know, and it should yeah. come out of the London, yeah, uh, London Marathon events budget. Yeah, 50,000 people, £4 a medal, 25 quid. You do the maths and then, and then you know, work that out and then let me know. Mm. I see Sabrina free. said that somebody kindly bought her pictures for her. So, hey, that's a nice one to put in your Christmas card list, isn't it? What a Christmas list. Why don't you say to someone, oh, yeah, if that's you want to buy me something for Christmas, you could buy me all my marathon pictures. I could do, I'll, I'll put a plug out now for all the ones that I'm going to do on uh, on Sunday at the Yorkshire Marathon. If anybody wants to, um, wants email, to in. Drop email in. Yeah. Yeah. What's your email address? Longrunshow at gmail.com. <laughs> Uh, we had had any uh questions coming well we've got some some more comments Um, um, and jbs on youtube and i don't think we can answer this because none of us were actually at the the manchester marathon uh seems to think they were down on marshalls and the organization of the full marathon wasn't as good as the half so we'll take some comments if anyone noticed that uh numbers were down from marshalls um we've got aaron on that issue of uh photos he donates his money that he would buy to photos to charity mm, so that's scary. a good way of kind of making sure the charities get a little bit more um terms of questions we're moving into darker wetter Ooh. colder days and nights and and john old wants to know are you a cross-country runner chris we know about your trails we know about your road but what about cross-country fancy the mud i i like cross-country although I'm not very good at it and I would like to do more of it. Um, funnily enough, we're, it's not cross country, but we're, we're kind of, we're, we're heading up to the trails uh, tomorrow to do a bit of prep for Snowden. And we are going across country and we're having to do some, some of that sort of stuff to get there because we don't want to get run over by all the uh, people on the road. So yeah, I would love to do more of that, but um, I think it's more a question of where I live. Actually, it's, it's not that accessible, but I like I like to see you know those cross country races and stuff. Um, yeah, I think out in Essex there's quite a big cross country yes. program. Yeah. Ronnie O'Sullivan's big into it, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, and I know quite a few of the Wickford and Chelmsford runners. Yeah, have, I like uh, to have I like to have a go at it. Cross country. Do you have to it train takes me back to school or? days though? That's the only trouble. Do we have you get none of this sort of like start pacing, you know, you pace your way and ease your way into it. Do you? Everyone goes out like a bat out of hell and plowing through sort of fields and stuff. I'm, I don't know if I've reached that standard yet. I think I'd find that a little bit grim. Yeah, no, it's, um, I don't know. I quite fancy the idea. Actually, Kim's just made a good point. If, uh, I, I, I make Kim right and somebody else commented that the photographers, they spend a lot of time uploading it now. That, that's, that's our point is the fact that, you know, I appreciate that they should be getting paid, especially because yeah. they were big, big time in COVID. I think that, that, but they should be employed by, you know, the bigger events who are absolutely milking it and should be actually mm. probably paid more. And um, I was definitely, I was definitely not saying that the photographers, you know, weren't worth the money or yeah, anything brilliant. like that at all. Quite the opposite, really, yeah. you know, as a, as somebody who works, you know, works in the media and works with photographers every day. You know, I know how much hard work that they put into their craft when they're covering all sorts of events, particularly in the digital age. Where they're- There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Expected to produce yeah, exactly. hundreds and hundreds of pictures when six or seven used to do the job and you just used to pick one of them and that was the one that went in the paper. You know, these days are, those days are completely gone. So... Yeah, I 
I would like to I would like to think that they are paid a very decent amount of money to um, spend their day for to reflect the amount of the gigantic amount of work that they have to produce on a Sunday to cover a marathon yeah. or any big event. No, they should they should be looked after. I think, but as I say, I think I still think that the big events who are caning it should give uh, the charity runners a, a picture for free. I think that's the, the least they can do with those big events. Um, mm. We had uh, someone was saying that they thought Manchester, and I, I apologise, by the way, put my hands up. Toby usually puts a link into Facebook, right, about how we find out who's who. I've got absolutely no idea to do it, right? So um, I apologise now. If you can find Toby and we can get him back, I, I, I mean, he might be, he could be in prison could be kidnapped or he could just be locked in a portal uh, but if we manage to get him back we will find out how we can do that in terms of finding out who's who so for now you're just going to be facebook user they said that um organization was fantastic at manchester didn't seem to be a lack of marshals i suppose it's it's all about how your uh, your event how how it went for you isn't it because some as i said some people at royal parks might have not found that it was you know claustrophobic and um and everyone's on top of each other that might just be my mm-hmm. perception so you know everybody's everybody's different i think that's the the key point Al, yes. over to you big boy Anything coming in yeah we're, we're back onto shoes we missed you last week he and i had to kind of blag our way around our uh, release dates and uh review so we're back on it um facebook anonymous speed to run shield any ideas on a release date? No, they came out. They were out. And I know they're in a few local running stores. Um, they're already out. But it's like anything. The, there's a there's a bigger problem out there in terms of running shoes at the moment um, for distribution. So I'm lucky enough that obviously I have a lot of relationships with a lot of the shoe companies, but also a lot of the agencies that uh, look after the shoe companies. And... Uh, it's the same message from all of them that it's tough at the moment in the UK to get uh, a lot of the latest releases and shoes and things like that because of Brexit, because of problems in Asia, uh, because of the lack of drivers that we all know about because of the petrol and all this kind of stuff. The whole sort of chain to get things into the country is is, is proving difficult for certain things. So they they have a limited stock, and once they're gone, they're gone. And some of the some of the the, the brands aren't even bringing stuff to the UK, so. I'll give you an example. Asics, um, the uh, Blast or the gel, whatever it's called, the Kinsei, the K-I-N-S-E-I, which is out in Australia, out in the US. It's a, have a look, it's a plated shoe and all this sort of stuff. That's not coming to the UK because they can't get it here. Uh, it's the same with the Skechers Speed Freak, which is available readily in the US. And obviously you guys know I love Skechers. Can't get that here. Socony limited run on some of their shoes. Um, Nike, the same principle in certain sizes. Al, you'll probably feel some of this. Um, but there's again, there's limitations in what's coming in to the country, so it's across all the board. So, if you are you're asking about the run shield, they definitely had them here in the UK, and definitely some of the smaller um running shops got them, but once they were gone, they were gone, kind of thing. Uh, and you've just got to wait until they get restocked. So, it's, it is a bigger problem out there. Right. Next question, again on shoes. And I think Mrs. Fordy might have an interest in your answer. So I'm warning you now, Chris, think carefully before you answer this one. So Barside is back. Um, he wants to know what you do with your old running shoes. Obviously, um, he didn't get on with his glide ride. He sold them on eBay, got a decent price by the sounds of it. But what other ideas have you got for, for people to do with those shoes that have just reached their sell-by date? Uh, I give them to charity. Uh, I, I donate them to the charity. Uh, it's what I do with the shoes. Um, that just works for me because I feel like I'm actually trying to do something useful with them. Um, so I hope somebody, you know, in that chain that where that takes place, that they actually get some uh, value out of them and it goes to somebody who <coughs> actually needs them. Um, there is, um, I, I'm working on a little project. Uh, I think I told you about that, but I won't go into it, but I'm working on a little project about what, um, shoes, running shoes, old running shoes as well, which we're trying to work on. Um, kind of funny thing that will come out on the youtube channel soon but yeah i i give i, I give them to charity uh basically uh, i think that's the long short of it i think try and give them to a better home um where i can yeah i think my old man wears all mine walking the dog and oh that's um, true the chairman the by the way the chairman is massively long of sketches 
<laughs> whenever he comes over, he always goes home with a new pair of sketches. <laughs> he loves them. I'd also say hang on to your shoes because I think it's runners need have a um, perhaps two or three times a year have an offer, don't they, where you can take some old shoes back and uh, get some money off your new ones and trade them in. Oh, well, I did it once. I had two pairs of um, Brooks and they were both yellow and I took two left feet in and they still took them. <laughs> I hadn't realised until I got to the shop that they weren't a pair. They were two, but that would explain some of my running. So there you go. Keep hold of them. You oh, dear. What did they say, Al? They just took them and kind of just, you know, raised their eyebrows. I think the biggest yeah. question there, Al, is that you had yellow shoes and not white. I oh, know. That was that was in the old days. That was before. So oh, that was before the obsession. Past. Yeah, yeah. Ravenna's didn't come in white. I was like, I've had them all over it. But don't you find, Brooks, that I've been chatting. I mean, we're a bit shoe-focused. We'll get off it in a sec. But, I, I, I mean, guys, let us know in the comments. I just find... Brooks shoes, they're so, I keep saying it in some of the videos and people have picked up on it. They're so 1987. They, they haven't changed. They're like, you know, like a, a Porsche that hasn't changed over, it looks the same, was it? Oh, the, but, you know, the the, Porsche, yeah, but, but they haven't changed. They're just so, apart from the Hyperion um, Tempo, which they did a great job with, they all look the same. I mean, it's, you could literally... Google it, right? The, like a Ghost 9 and then look at the Ghost 14. They're exactly the same shoe. So, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of... Yeah, but it's obviously in 1987 we're wearing Nike Wimbledons like uh, John McEnroe and uh, the Deodora Golds, you know, stuff like that. I mean, I like Brooks. So, you know, if you know what, if you like what you like, you know, surely you don't want them to be tampered with and... Yeah, no, sure, with. you know... Uh, Every man for themselves, whatever they say, that saying is, is, you know, whatever works for you. And I'm a big believer, you know, people say, oh, what running shoes should I get? Well, what, what's working for you now? That kind of stuff. Um, then then if it's Brooks and it works, then then great. But um, I don't know. They're just they're driving me nuts. As a they're just a bit conservative for you, are they? Well, I just I just uh, there's so many innovative brands out there doing amazing things. I mean, look mm. how much. And, and I'm just saying this because. Uh, obviously, I love Puma, but Puma, look how they reinvented themselves this year. They came back with some amazing shoes. Um, and, you know, and, and some of the, uh, like, even Asics. You think yeah. how cumbersome and boring Asics were for millions of years. And then all of a sudden, they just came out with a Nova Blast. And everyone went, wow, what a great shoe. So It'd be interesting um, to know if it, was a, if it was a deliberate sort of corporate strategy, wouldn't it? That everybody's, Asics was, yes. Asics was. No, but was, like uh, with Brooks, you know, like everybody's, chasing you know with the you know the carbon rod sort of um revolution and all that sort of thing you know maybe they think well there is still a gap for people you know everyday runners who like what they know and they can be it's reliable for us and we can take that part of the market where everybody else is chasing the mm. the pbs and all that sort so of what thing. you're saying their corporate strategy is to be boring well to be to be regular. So, so I see this. I'm the regular. CEO of um, I'm the CEO of Brooks. Right, Wilco, you're in charge of the uh, running uh, shoe department. Uh, what have you got for me this year? Oh, uh, sorry, Forty. We what we've got is a brilliant idea. We're going to bring out exactly the same shoes as we did last year because all my mates love us. And and we're still going to sell loads. And you'll go. Thanks very much because that's that's all I'm at. Is that what you're saying? They do. Well, you can chase the you can chase the market, can't you? And if the market in that particular area is going to get too cluttered and everybody's yeah. trying to get the look to sell to the same people. Boring is best. Well, it's different. You know, if <laughs> everybody has said, you know, it's, you know, it's Heinz baked beans, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I make you right. Now, I, and the thing is, I would ask Toby because he, he wears Brooks, but he's not here. So there's no point, really. Well, I mean, I've, I've, and I'm going to, I'll be wearing them on Sunday. In well, my this third. is the thing, it, and it's a great segue into it. Will. How are you? How are you feeling ahead of Sunday? Now, for those who don't know, uh, Wilco's doing York Marathon. Let us know in the comments. Uh, send us an email at what is it again, Wilco? Longmanshow at gmail.com. Yeah, and uh, if you're doing the York Marathon or any other marathon this weekend, let us know. In the comments. Now, I've got to give a shout-out to Rachel Thurlow, who's going to be with you on this night. She sent us a lovely email. Love listening to the <laughs> podcast. 
Uh, I'm doing Yorkshire Marathon this year. She's doing some other stuff as well, but I wanted to give her a shout out this week. I've had that email for about six months, but I've been saving it, Rachel, because I wanted to let you know the week of your marathon to wish you good luck. Oh, uh, Al's just said, by the way, in the private chat, we've got apparently they got uh, a mark. Is it 99? What's the what is it? So, in your, in your defense, in the boring market, you know, if you took a few percent of 99 billion dollars, you'd be doing all right as marketing manager. That's yeah. how big the athletic footwear market is, apparently. So just yeah. short of a hundred billion. So there's room for boring, I guess. Hundred billion. And why? Hundred billion. That's what it That's says. Still only half what those Saudis have got who just bought Newcastle. Hundred billion. Oh. That's incredible, isn't it? No wonder. Dollars. Dollars. Not pounds. Dollars. Oh, oh, dollars. hundred billion dollars market share. Oh, blind. Yeah. yeah. Most of that so, goes yeah, to you the can't sell like sure, think, it? And you think is their marketing costs will be zero because basically people like Wilco buy them. They don't mm. have to change anything except for a number every year and a few colours. And job and, done. And we'll no research and development says, department. I'll have some of that. Yeah. So yeah, I suppose maybe maybe we should start a shoe company. Yeah. So I I will talk about my week. Um, it's been a bit mad. Um, <laughs> I had um, last Saturday. I did my last sort of eight miles. It went okay, and I thought, right, okay, that's my last long run. We'll be all right. Went to the cinema to watch a bomb film in the afternoon came out and i've got afterwards raging toothache headache shivers and i thought oh god i've caught something emergency dentist on tuesday and so i've got antibiotics for an abscess which is lovely and then and then i've got um my number hadn't turned up so I was very stressful about that. I saw tweets saying, oh, if you haven't got your number by Thursday, don't worry, you know, get in touch with us and all this sort of thing. Thursday, I'm at my flat and I was looking out the window in a very sorry state when I saw the little postman walking along with his red bag on and ignoring my flat and wandering off into the distance. And I was all gloomy at the window. And um, so I sent him an email and said, where's... um." I haven't got my number. I'm very worried. I'm very concerned. And they sent me an email back and they said, uh, yeah, um, we've got your number. They got sent back um, because uh, you didn't put your door number on the application. Uh, Schoolboy error. So So I've got to go and pick it up. But I'll tell you what, that happening, because I've got a lot going on at the minute. You know, it's a busy time at work. I'm in the process of moving house as well. And Mm. everything's happened all at the same time. And, I have been able to sort of like compartmentalize everything so that I can't worry too much about the move because I've got the marathon coming up and I can't worry too much about the marathon because I've got the move coming up and all that sort of thing. But as soon as I got that email, all the tension just lifted. Mm. It was like, you know, oh, what an idiot. And like I could laugh about it. And then now I'm all, everything's calm. Everything's raring to go i've just got to travel i'm taking my daughter with me because her cousin lives in york and uh, she's warned me that um she'll be very embarrassed if i'm one of those people who cry when they get over the finishing oh you're gonna cry Wilco. you're gonna cry get get ready for that bruv that's that's yeah so yeah she's gonna have to lump that i'm afraid so yeah sorry Miles. you're gonna have to get on with that really i think i think um that shows how your mind is uh, and i think it's I think it doesn't matter if you're doing a, your first half, your first 10K, your first marathon. There's those, there's those, you know, things, anxieties that go through your mind. And the smallest thing can set you off. And, you know, and it's, it's very easy to sit here and say, don't worry about it. You can control only what you can control. But when mm. you're in the middle of it and you're waiting for your, your number or you're waiting for your... What was it when we had uh, London Marathon? Everyone was going on about the bags not being delivered. And everyone yeah. was having a paddy about the bags. Oh no, they had like a million of them at the expo. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's amazing these little things that can set you off. So um, you've had some massive love on the comments, by the way, Wilco. Yeah, thank uh, you very much, everybody. A lot of people saying good luck, and it'd be nice to see Gandalf fans there. Especially pink for you, Ian. Pardon? Yeah, our, net- our friend Nettie down South End. She's Dying her hair deeper pink, just so deeper pink, deeper pink, so that you can spot her. So oh, pink wizard, Wilco. You know we call you Gandalf because uh, you won't see it on the podcast, but 
Wilco's got this like light shining over him, like Gandalf when he went from grey to white. So he became it was worse when I had the beard. He got the beard back, so he's gone back to being the white wizard. But we could call you the pink wizard because you, I think, you should die. What you know, you the bit of barnet that you got left. You've not gone as far as Al yet, but then Al is a hundred and two. Um, you could die pink and be with Nettie, and you could run together the dream team. How about that? I won't catch up with her. No, that's true. She's a machine. That's going to be tough, isn't it? She's a she is. Yeah, but don't do yourself down, bruv. You've been killing it on a Tuesday night. You have been killing it. I must say that for everybody who ever whoever thinks you know, you know, the group getting together with the group on a Tuesday has been a massive help. You know, it's been really good the training. The fact that there's been six or seven of us who have done a marathon in the last three, you know, four or five who did, um, who did London, Sabrina, Claire, yourself, Toby, Eddie, Tracy, and um, Petra did Manchester last week. So it's been really good to sort of like pick people's brains and talk about stuff. And um, oh, you know, particularly particularly in that middle part of the plan mm. where. You're banging in the miles. Your long run's going up to about 10 or 11 miles, and you're doing a couple of sort of five or sixes during the week, and you can't really see the end of the – you can't see the end of the tunnel. No, you're sort you're of like seven slog, yeah. week eight. That is a real bloody slog. And it's great to talk to people, and they say – this Redis community just comes into its own because people say, yeah, I feel exactly the same. I know what it's like. I had a bad run on Tuesday. My husband's driving me out the wall. I keep snapping at him, you know. Mm. And, you know, you just feel like you're not, um, you're not alone and all, all yeah. that sort of thing. I mean, I'm pretty, I'd like to think that I'm quite mentally stable and solid and I'm treating it as a, another long run on a Sunday. Yeah, exactly. And I'm splitting it up into sort of chunks of when I'm going to have my gels and things like that and just sort of like going to run it four or five miles at a time. And then um, just go out and enjoy it, not beat myself up about a time. I've got a rough idea of what I'm going to do, but I'm not worried. Yeah, I'm not going to go chasing anything. I'm just going to go and enjoy it because it's the first one and see where it goes. It's the same. You've got to have that mentality whether you're running park run or your first marathon. Just go out there, enjoy it. You're surrounded by an amazing community, an amazing club. Um, we've got so many epic people, you know, all over the country, all over the world. We've got Ray. Big shout out to Ray. Uh, Hi, Ray. Uh, but yeah, you know, all over the world now, we've got, you know, like-minded runners. So you're never alone in these things. And, it, you know, even if you're you're there on your own, which is unusual now, but if you, even if you're there on your own, look what happened to me at Royal Parks. You know, I bumped into Hayden and then we cruise around. You don't know. So, yeah, 100%. Just go there, smile, have fun, and enjoy yourself. That's the that's the biggest tip. Now, boys, I, I do have an email. Now, we've got about a million, right? So... If you we want we want more emails, people. We want we want stuff, your questions, whether you've got ideas, whether you want to come on, whatever it is, running related, maybe not running related, send it over to Ian. Longmanshow at gmail.com. There we go. Um and actually hang on, Toby's got this thing that he puts up. Where is it? There we go. Put it up on the screen for see, I, I think I've been saying that all night and I thought I hope I've Not got that right. But anyway, we Bye. want to hear from you. We are going to be doing an email special uh, where we're going to be batting off about 50 emails that I realised that we hadn't answered. But please keep them coming in. We want to hear from you. Um, we love the fact that you're um, so engaged with the second biggest uh, podcast in Slovakia. Where is it? Slovakia. Slovakia. Number five run, running podcast. Could be higher now because these are old figures in the UK. So... Thank you very much. Keep telling all your running buddies about the podcast and the live stream. Uh, but, yeah, I wanted to do one e- uh, email, um, and she's actually on tonight, which is Penny Rushbridge. Rushbridge. Sorry, Penny, if I've said that wrong, because I am an idiot when it comes to uh, uh, names and stuff. So uh, massive thank you to uh, – and all the love to the – she loves the Long Run podcast. Um, she is concerned about Alan being out late. On a Friday every week, um, is that okay with the home and stuff? I said I actually messaged her back. Said don't worry, he gets looked after. Uh, not a fan of Toby. She can't stand Toby. So that's good news that he's not on tonight. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you haven't seen it, you're tuning in late. Can you help with this, please? Um, but yeah, so not a fan of Toby. 
don't worry, he's not listening, so we won't tell him. She's asked, have, she, have we got any tips for increasing speed? Right, come on to that. And we've got, do you incorporate strength training into your training? And lastly, what do you enjoy most about running? So I tell you what, let's go around. There's three questions. There's three of us. I'll take, I uh, know, Al. Yes, you sir. You can take strength training because you just okay. qualify as a level 60 PT or whatever you've done. A, you can do what do you most enjoy about running. And I'll do the tips for increasing speed. How's that, boys? Does that sound fair? Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. PTL, you start off with, do you incorporate any strength training in your training? Obviously, you do. What can you recommend? Yeah, well, first of all, I should do more. And I think that's probably true of kind of 90% of runners. Um, going out and running even 40, 50 miles a week will just train the same set of muscles week in, week out. Nothing wrong with that, but you're kind of missing out. Um, the real reason for doing it is to allow you to really build up that strength endurance. Uh, and we do a lot of this when we're doing our coaching sessions. It's about being able to maintain form. Uh, and again, it's not just about lower body, it's about upper body as well. So getting an all-over uh, workout, doesn't have to be heavy weights, go low weights, do lots of reps rather than... Uh, uh, lift crazy, crazy weights, will help you with your ankles, with your knees, with your hips. You know, we talk a lot about arm drive. So if you've got strong upper body, strong core, that's all going to help you, particularly in the later stages of those long distance races. So those marathons, when the brain goes, if you can kind of just control the body a little bit because you put in your strength and conditioning, you will see that benefit. So it's an absolute yes. Um, doesn't have to be three times a week, just once. Low low weights, high reps, probably my advice for that one. And that's a good lead, actually, Al, into what I was going to say about increasing speed. And I think it's a good way to finish the pod this week, Wilco, if you agree, about what we enjoy most about running. So I think that's a good way to finish. We'll come on to that one last. But I think um, in, increasing speed, I think if you can work on what Al just spoke about and build your strength and, and strengthen that core, and, and, you know, your glutes and all those, you know, the power muscles that you need to, to get that explosive element of your speed, that will really help you. If you mm -hmm. if you put that together with a really drilled in decent uh, training plan, uh, a revolved around speed. So, you know, a lot of um, effectively hit sessions in terms of training sessions for running, you know, your intervals, but they need to be, you know, uh, what's the best way tailored to you your intervals and you don't want to be doing intervals every week because that's the worst thing it's like you know just hitting it all the time you want to put that in together with some fart like you want to chuck in some heels you want to do some other form of speed play progressive runs and different form of running and, and increasing your tempo sessions out and, and stretching them out so you're working that lactate threshold area for longer all that kind of stuff with those, as i say with those tailored speed drills with what Al's talking about, will make you faster and that will increase it. But it is it is that point, I think, and I say to all the, all the groups that I teach and all the people that I teach, is that you all operate well within yourself. You do not believe how much more you have. And we've been doing a couple of sessions recently where we've been trying to find the edge where you really are in terms of, of you know, you're hitting that sort of operating ceiling you know, like a plane and where it, where it stops working. You you can work a lot, lot harder than you believe. And most of the time it's your brain saying, I don't want to do this. But there's so much more there. And you have to get through that barrier of self-doubt and that feeling of, you know, I don't want to do this because that's your brain saying, oh, I don't like it. I'm being pushed too hard because you're working right at the top and moving into those higher energy systems. You really need to push through that and keep working at that higher level. And it's only until you start really hitting that top um, of, of, of yourself and, and breaking through those barriers and hitting that wall and going through that wall is how you will increase your speed. And you can only do that, as I said, with, with, with your mind, but also with what Al's talked about with the strength and conditioning as well. That's that's really key to it. So, yeah, I hope that helps. Um, and I think the great way to finish the pod and the live stream this week is the question, what do you enjoy most about running, Wilco? Why don't you kick that off? God, there's so much. Um, obviously, Tuesdays are great, and I do, but I do really enjoy 
the mental release that it gives me, the time it gives me on my own to sort my head out, put my headphones on, get out fresh air and give myself a bit of mental space and organize, help me organize my head and organize my life because I can think about all sorts of things while I'm out, about work and the number of ideas and stuff that come to me and things that I want to do and stuff like that just come to me when I'm running along the road or running through the woods or something like that. It's amazing how many things can sort of be triggered off. And it's been a massive benefit to me the last four years, me running. It's helped me cope with, I mean, I'm not saying I've got lots of um, terrible things going on in my life. I'm extremely fortunate in many respects, but it's given me an outlet and a focus to um, appreciate things in life Mm. and not worry and gain perspective on things that I used to worry about and I used to be concerned about that used to get on top of me. And I'm a lot calmer person for it. And I think that's what running's done for me. And I think that's the best thing about it. Well said, bro. Well said. And I think probably a lot of people can, can, you know, can get, get on that with you. I think there's a, there's a lot in that, bro. There's a, there's a, yeah, there's a lot in that. And I think, yeah, it's a lot of people who think the same as you. What about you, Al? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm similar to me. And it's, it's just finding that time for yourself, isn't it? In, and the release. And sometimes you just cannot be going out and just running as long as you want or as fast as you want and not having to worry about anything else. It's not always easy. And I've had my moments this summer where um, it's all got a bit too much and I've had to ease it back a bit. But I'm kind of looking forward to getting back into some serious training because those runs are you know, a key part of my day. So, uh, yeah, totally with you on that one, Ian. Cheers. Yeah, and, and, and when you get that finish line buzz... When you get your little PB or your medal, it all feels worth it. So, mm. yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think the only thing I can add to that, um, really, I think, yeah, I, I'm probably the same as you. I mean, I run obviously for my for my mental health, you know, so I don't necessarily have to medicate and stuff like that. Yeah, I need that, you know, that to keep me going, to stay out of those lows, to stay out of those holes that I find myself into if I'm not running. Um, like you, Ian, as well, I find inspiration when i'm out running um for certain things and you only need to ask toby or alan that i'll ring them up and say i've had a brilliant idea and it's not but i've had a brilliant idea um so there's a lot from that but i think the other thing i would just add is is the and you spoke about it wilco uh so uh, well earlier is about the relationships and the community and the, and the friendships and the love that that it's brought um the people that i've met you guys um you know, everybody else in the club, the community, the friends, the people that are, you know, I've met through 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 running. Um, like classic example at like Hayden on Sunday. You know, I've never run with Hayden before, but it was like running with my brother. You know, it was just it was incredible. And I think that's the one thing that running's given me, um, for somebody who doesn't particularly, believe it or not, like being around people, uh and and that sort of stuff. And and I you know, you know, I don't, I, I don't like, you know, I get I don't really like it much um, from the anxiety side and things like that. So to, to be able to have people that, you know, that I can, can run with like Toby, Eddie, you know, everybody, Alan, you guys, it's lovely. And that's, and that's the thing that the running does for me. It gives me purpose um, as much as anything else. So, yeah, I think that's, that's probably a great way. Well, th- no, I tell you, there's a better way to finish. Where's this one thing we, we need to work out how many cakes there actually was before we go. So, Al, no, there was not two. Wilco, what do you reckon? Oh, I'm buying it too. Um, you are a big bar. Three and a half. Yeah, you're... you're are only small half. portions? No, ah. I, am a, I am a seller at five. I am sure, and Carolyn's the only person who can... can uh, that means I'd have eaten Sabrina's and Toby's and Russell's as well. So that... That wasn't yeah, that. but if you look at the picture, Russ is wondering who's nicked his. If you look at the picture, you can't see on the podcast, but Russell's sitting next to him and he's looking quite menacingly for, to find out who's nicked his chocolate cake oh. while Al's sitting in there with two plates. Thanks, Sabrina. You busted me. At yeah, Sab says it's four. Yeah, well, there That's we go. So it was 100% four. And just Cold rice. Finish, That's all I'm saying. Cold rice from my main. If you can, please, if you see this man... 
in near you in a portaloo this weekend. His name's Toby Frost. Richard Head is willing to pay 50p for him to come home. If you call that number, uh, let us know if it works. Um, it's probably best not to approach him. Just ring the number. Just ring the number and uh, he may need some toilet roll. But if you could find Toby, because, I mean, how, how would you rate my production skills tonight, boys, out of 10? Or oh, solid eight. Yeah. Solid eight? Yeah. I, oh, I, you're... Think I've done well. I don't think I'm at the point in which I could take over. But what to be fair, what, what I've proven is that any idiot can do this job. Is that is that fair? Fair, yeah, well, fair we'll comment. see what idiots do the job next week because everybody else has had a week off and it's my turn. I'm, my streak comes to an end oh, next yeah, week we'll because I've got to go out on the lash with all my work colleagues. I'm in for 18 out next week. So, right, um, yeah, so unfortunately yeah. I won't be here, but that won't be any reflection of how I've performed at the Yorkshire Marathon and I will keep everybody informed. I'll yeah. bore the life out of everybody about how it goes, if it goes well, which I'm hopeful and I'm sure it will. So thanks ever so much for joining us again on the long run. Um, we... Um, if obviously if you can't join us at seven o'clock on YouTube and Facebook, then we are available to download at the usual sources for all your podcast needs, your Spotify, Yahoo, Apple, Amazon, all sorts of wherever you get them from, you'll find us. Just put long running and uh, we'll crop up. So thanks ever so much for joining us again. Wish you good luck, everybody. Oxford half, big um, the Great South Run. Everybody who's joining me in York. Everybody else who's out this weekend. There's loads of stuff going on. We're all back. We're all raring to go. So um, we wish you all the best of luck and we will see you next week. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.